After moving to a new town, two brothers discovered that the area is a haven for vampires. Our number 50 top horror film was an 80s comedy horror about werewolves, so what better way to kick off our number 40 than an 80s comedy horror about vampires? We bring you The Lost Boys. Notice anything unusual about Santa Carla yet? No, it's a pretty cool place. If you're a Martian. Or a vampire. So where are you? The flying nun? I'm your brother, Sammy. Help me! Stay back! Stay back! What's happening to me, Star? Get yourself a good, sharp stick. Drive it right through his heart. You're a vampire, Michael. My own brother, a damn blood-sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till Mom finds out, buddy. When a vampire buys it, it's never a pretty sight. Michael, they're coming! Welcome back to another Chamber of Chills episode. I am one of your co-hosts, Adam Ragsdale. And I am the other co-host, Cameron. And we are diving into our number 40 top horror film of all time, out of 50, The Lost Boys, 1987. Boom clap. This R-rated horror comedy was directed by Joel Shoemaker. Schumacher. Schumacher, who sadly passed away in 2020. I did not know that. Yeah, three years ago. Bummer. So That was a terrible way. That is really sad. I was like, oh, bummer. (laughs) Oh, bummer. (laughs) No, that is sad. (laughs) Dang it. All right, I'm going to leave. May he rest in peace. Rest in peace. Notable films from Mr. Shoemaker, Schumacher. Uh, The Phantom of the Opera, 2004. Batman and Robin, 1997. (laughs) Phone Booth, 2002. And two episodes of House of Cards TV series in 2013. All right, that's a really interesting lineup. I know. Um, he, the Batman and Robin one that you're like, Cinematic which one? Gold. It was the one with Jim Carrey as the oh, Riddler. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Fun, fun. Yep. I've never heard of the phone booth, but I'll have to look into that. I feel like I may have heard about it. I don't know anything about it. Mm. Couldn't. And then, of course, Phantom of the Opera. Classic. Classic. That's like musical. Yeah. Which Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, not trying to jump right into hot takes, but I saw somebody say, whenever I was diving into one star reviews, sadly, uh, yeah. that they thought Joel just wanted to make this film to prove what he could do to get the role of director for Phantom. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Which I was like, that is an interesting take. Yeah. He's like using a whole <laughs> studio's budget just to get somewhere else. <laughs> I know. Hey, respect the grind, though. Hey, you know, yeah. By any means. You go, Joel. Yeah, go, Joel. Nice strat. Okay, nice writers. Strat. Jan Fisher, James Jeremias, and Jeffrey Boehm. So it was mm. not a writer-director film. Okay. He just directed it. <laughs> Weak. <laughs> Who doesn't write and yeah, direct come anymore? On. That guy doesn't know <laughs> anything. Star cast members. Jason Patrick, who plays Michael. Freaking stud. Dude. <laughs> Very much stud. Corey Haim, who plays Sam. May he also yeah, rest, rest in, in peace. peace. So sad. So sad. Diane Weist, who plays Lucy. Kiefer Sutherland plays David. And Edward Herman plays Max. And if you've ever seen Gossip... Not Gossip Girl? Gossip not Girl. Gossip Girl. <laughs> Gilmore Girls. Richard Gilmore. Richard Gilmore. Love that guy. Uh, it's so weird seeing him in this role. I know, because I'd seen you know? Gilmore Girls before this. Yeah. 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 I was actually the opposite. I saw this first and then I saw Gilmore Girls. I was like, hey. So you only saw him as, you know. And now I see him kind of as both. Yeah. 
The film didn't receive any Academy Awards, but it did receive a few other awards and nominations. Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films in the U.S. It was the winner of Best Horror Film. And then it got a few other nominations for Costumes, Makeup, Best Supporting for The Grandpa and Sam. Really? Very interesting. Yeah, I know. The Grandpa? I know. We'll dive into that later. The Freak? Uh, Young Artist Awards, it won Best Young Actor in a Horror Motion Picture for Corey Feldman. What? Yes. What are these award ceremonies? I don't understand. And then it also won uh, Teenage Favorite Horror Drama Motion Picture, and it was nominated for Best Young Male Superstar in Motion Pictures for Corey Haim. Okay. Which I was like, I I don't even, what is that award? Best Young Male Superstar? Yeah, Best Young... I think you get those at Costco. That sounds made up. I know. (laughs) That's funny. Interesting. It received a 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb with 158,000 ratings. Has a 77% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 3.6 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Okay. The budget for this film was $8.5 million. Today, that is $23 million. The domestic box office was $32.2 million. Which is weird because the global box office was only like thirty four million. Oh wow! So it's like its domestic release was like way better than its global release. That's interesting. I feel but like I sometimes it's in the eighties. I don't really know. I know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. And then today the domestic box office is eighty seven point two million. Okay, so not too shabby with the budget of you know eight point five million to thirty two yeah, million. Not bad. Not bad. And then filming took twenty one days, so three weeks straight. They filmed all okay. the month of June. All right, good for them. Yeah. So um, shall we kick right into let me film summary? Tell you what this film's about. Cameroni. Cam- Cam- <laughs> Cameraman. I, think I was trying to go with that, but yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so this vampire film, I don't know if you guys caught on to that yet. It's about vampires. Ooh. I know, spook. Takes us to the seemingly picturesque coastal town of Santa Carla, where the mysterious lost boys lurk in the shadows. Mm. Their title being a reference to the Lost Boys and Jay and Barry's stories about Peter Pan in Neverland, who, like vampires, never grow up. The story unfolds when brothers Michael and Sam move to Santa Carla with their mother Lucy. However, Paradise takes a sinister turn when Michael falls in with a charismatic gang led by the mysterious David, Mm. played by Kiefer Sutherland. As Michael becomes entangled in the group's thrilling but dangerous activities, it becomes clear that they're not your typical rebellious teens. A series of late-night escapades exposes Michael to their blood-sucking lifestyles. And, after unknowingly drinking David's blood, Michael's transformation begins, leaving his brother Sam desperate to save him. Sam teams up with the Frog Brothers, Edgar and Alan, who operate a comic book store and are self-proclaimed vampire hunters. Together, they uncover the truth about Santa Carla and its nocturnal inhabitants. The film escalates into a high-stakes battle between the Lost Boys and the determined duo of brothers with some help from the Frog Brothers. That's really kind of the gist of it. That's a great gist. Yeah, that's the gist. That's a wonderful gist. Can you use gist in any other word? <laughs> I don't know. That's a, I'm having a moment it's here. It's just a weird word. Gist. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of the film in a nutshell. Another weird word. Um, no, great film, a great just nutshell right there. Good, sh- good just nutshell. <laughs> okay, never that's mind. good shit right there. No, that's some good. Sh- <laughs> that's funny. Um, anyways, okay. uh, that was a summary brought to you by Cameron Long. Mm, LLC, LLC. <laughs> no, thank you for that. Oh, you're so welcome, cameraman. <laughs> Cameron. 
cam and cheese. Oh, uh, speaking of camera, side note, we filmed our short horror film last week or oh, two weekends ago. Yes, we did. Wait, no, last weekend. It was last, it was last week. week. It feels Finally. like it feels like it was a year ago. Camera. Camera? Camera. <laughs> Take it. Cameron. Cameron. Played his eye. The leading actor. Yep. His first leading role. Yep. Adam was, was our film. crown jewel director. Oh, shush. I know. Make yep. blush. Hopefully it doesn't suck. Hopefully you guys Hopefully like you it. Hopefully you guys want to watch it. Or if you don't, that's fine. No, that's okay. But yeah, if we you get do, it. hopefully you like it. Yeah. We All have right. thick skin. Like we, we, we said have last thick week. Skin, yeah. so, as you guys know. Um, <laughs> we don't cry. Ever. All right. Breakdown ballroom. Woo! Nice. Favorite scenes. Boom. Ah, boom. Uh, do you, do you want to kick? <laughs> I'll kick. Okay, you kick. All right. <sighs> I'm not even going to address the absurdity of me saying this, but mm. I'm starting with the intro. Mm-hmm. Even as far back, though, as the Warner Brothers studio logo. Oh, yeah. Classic. Because as the emblem is turning towards the screen, you hear a little girl singing. And if you listen closely, you can hear the words, cry, little sister, come to your brother. A, that's super creepy. I just hate yeah. any time kids are singing in a horror film. It just gets to me for some reason. Right. And I also felt like B, that's super progressive for like the 80s. Like a little kid singing over the logo. Like they did that in like It in like 2017 or whatever. Like there's mm-hmm. like some kids singing. You but know. it had already been done a lot by then. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. I've actually never noticed that before. But then those lyrics transition into the theme song of the movie. It opens up with the shot of the boardwalk at night. It's like going over the waves. And I really like the music choice, first of all, because I also feel like it's a little, again, progressive. Yeah. Uh, G. Tom Mack wrote the song for the film. Oh. Um, and the song seems to be addressed to a young person, perhaps a child or like a teenager, hmm. who is struggling to survive in a harsh and unforgiving world. Kind of like this movie, which is, you know, big theme that we will pack We'll pack. We'll pack. We We're going to unpack up and never uh, tell you. <laughs> and in later interviews, uh, Max said that the film's theme of youth, facing the unknown and overcoming their fears, was his inspiration for his lyrics. And I just think it works really well. Yeah. So I kind of like a, a good intro and then shows the vampires on the carousel and you're just like right in there. So yeah. I, I liked it. Yeah. I, I really liked it too. I liked, honestly, this isn't fair. Okay. But. I mean, just jumping into an 80s film and it being the 80s aesthetic and yeah. having the music and everything, I'm like, yeah, like I like it code. already. So it's like, a cheat code. But that's just because, yeah, it's a cheat code because we really enjoy that aesthetic. Yeah, which this might go into like more BTS trivia, but like I read that um, Joel Schumacher, he like introduces the vampires on the carousel. They're like each coming towards the camera, like walking that way. And it goes in the order... Or the reverse order of how they die, which is spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler for the film. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. This whole podcast is a spoiler review. You guys already know. Uh, but We're yeah, terrible. it introduces each vampire in order of a reverse order of how they die. That's cool. That's Was that kind of fun? Little, yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. And the carousel is there's this whole apparently analogy about like the circle of life and the youth, and because they do show that quite a bit. Yeah, but, it starts with a kid's ride. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. anyways, I just wow. thought that was kind of fun. A lot more hidden meaning to this one than I thought. I know. Okay, so I'm going to jump ahead to uh, the concert scene. Oh. That dude. The was saxophone? Ripped, oily, Sexy and saxophone. playing the saxophone. <laughs> so, dude. Just a legend. Dude, yeah. How are you going to be that jacked 
and just rock the saxophone. Sing and then rock sing sax. and rock the sax. Yeah. I think he went on a tour with like Tina Turner or something after this film. Something crazy. But, Golly. Yeah. But also just 80s concerts just seemed such a vibe. different. Yeah. Yeah. Such a vibe. So I thought that, that was just fun. Yeah. Um, so I actually said the same thing for my next scene, um, which is interesting because some people who really like the film argue that that scene should be com- like taken out. Hmm. They think it's completely unnecessary. And I disagree. I think it's really fun. But that's how he sees, you know, Yeah, star. and like the teenagers, like they're head banging and they're drinking. And I feel like you don't see that like rowdy side as much in 80s films, like the rowdy yeah. teenager that's like, you know. And so I just think it's kind of a fun setup to like where you're going with the yeah. film. And it's a fun setting for sure. It's more like grunge. Yes. You know? Yeah, for sure. But I enjoy it. Yeah. What's your next one, sir? Oh, my next one. Um, them hanging from the bridge while the train passed. Oh yeah. Uh, I loved that scene. It was yeah. just fun, suspenseful, Classic. unique, and it really, to me, it felt like an indie film meets like mm-hmm. a horror flick. Yes, for sure. You know, or like a monster horror flick. I don't know. It was just really fun. It's really fun seeing them like toy with Michael a little bit, like yeah, because he doesn't really understand completely what they are, what they're doing, and yeah. So like hanging from the train, and they each like drop one by one, and it's it's pretty fun. Also, not to I know we'll probably unpack this later, but like I am probably just stupid and didn't pick up on this until mm. I started to do more research. Don't say that about yourself. You're so smart. Well, hey, <laughs> don't make me come over there. <laughs> oh, we'll be right back for a quick commercial break. <laughs> We're gonna take a 20 second break. <laughs> just 20 seconds. <laughs> okay. Um, and I didn't know all of the like. LGBTQ plus mm. like undertones in this film. Yes, because Joel Schumacher is openly gay. I did not know that. Yes. And uh, so people theorize that Corey Haim's character is gay because he has that picture of Rob Lowe. It's like a, yeah. a thirst trap picture <laughs> on his closet. And it's like, you know, the closet door and, the, you know. Or the, I, but the, the things closet, I saw, it was like Michael's like bisexual. Or like I saw that. The t- entire yeah, I saw that too. Gang was like all. Which I've bisexual. never picked up on. Me neither. I was like, they but, never allude to that. Yeah, people say that like him and David have like a thing. And I'm like, I never got Since that when? one. Yeah, yeah I, I never know. picked up on that one. Because he drank his blood, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, I do that. You do that on, on the regular. On so the daily, so I don't know what's <laughs> so, so I don't know what that makes that. you. <laughs> I'm straight as a pencil, so I don't know. Um, I don't know. You seem like a gay vampire to me. <laughs> the ticket, Adam. <laughs> Shut up. Um, yeah, I really like that whole scene too. Yeah. Uh, mine's kind of hovering around there. Um, I just said like the cave um, when Michael is first brought down into like their layer. First of all, set design popped off. Yeah. I love the way they dressed everything. Dude. Such a good setting. Yeah. Um, and then I love, like I just said, the way they like toy with him, especially with like the Chinese food. You know, oh, they, yeah. they give him like rice fun. and it's maggots and or like then they're like have some noodles and they're like worms. And they're just like trying to get in his head. And then that leads to him unknowingly drinking David's blood. And then they all go crazy. And it's just kind of like you have this fun little artsy montage of them like dancing around a fire and like slow motion and swinging their shirts like a bunch of freaking wild teenagers. And I just thought it was a really good scene. I really enjoyed that. And that, of course, goes to the train. Yeah. It inspired me to want to be like that you know what yeah I mean? just, just swing your shirt around <laughs> can you imagine if Marin, adam's wife just looks out the window and you're I'm swinging your shirt <laughs> around the campfire by myself dancing the around backyard. the fire drinking some blood oh man good no, times. i agree 
I mean, I'd be one of the last boys if they invited me. Oh, totally. I would not have been Michael. I would have been, dude, I'll be a creature of the night. Yeah. I actually will talk about that too in some of the reviews I read, but mm. yeah. Okay. I'm excited. Okie dokie. My yeah. next scene, the campfire attack. <sighs> wow. We are straight. Yeah. Just brutal out of like nowhere. Yes. It hasn't. For sure. There's been like no, there have been a few vampire attacks before this. But it hasn't shown anything yet. No. And then just like freaking David bites straight into the top of a bald dude's uh, dude, head. I Yes. T- he like almost scalps this it bald It was freaking dude. crazy. Because I'm like, I'm so used to seeing vampires like they only go for the neck. Yeah. And then David just literally bites into this dude's dude, head. They're like ripping people's limbs off. They're throwing them into and the blood fire. blood's going everywhere. Yeah, the fire's turning blue. Yeah. It's cra- And it's cool because like you said, you don't see anything like that up until that point. But he's like basically... And I think he says something like, initiation's over, Michael. It's time to join the club. And then they like all just like vamp out. Vamp out, yeah. And go just crazy. Freaking nuts. Yeah. And I was just thinking, you know, these 80s horror films did not hold back in the horror gore. No. Yeah, that scene. I, so gory. It's funny, actually. I remember when I was younger, my mom showed me this movie. And she like <laughs> always made me skip that part. And I was always like, wait, what happens? Like, yeah. was, And now I like love that part. But I get it. If I was like... That's the only part you watch. A little guy. Yeah, that's <laughs> I just go to that part. So, no, I think that's a great scene. I actually said that for my next one as well. Really? Yeah, Man, I just think... Just going right along. Even like the editing though, like it's it starts... And honestly too, you kind of expect them not to show anything. Just like the other ones. Because it yeah. starts that way. You see a clip of somebody like running away and someone's like, ah, oh, no. But then all of a sudden, they like throw in these quick... It's like they get quicker and quick or less quick, I guess. There's like a super quick shot of somebody getting bit. And you're like, oh, there was some action. Then the next clip, someone's getting like scalped. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Then they're getting thrown into fires and like limbs are going. It's like crazy. So I think the editing was really cool, too. Like the way they did that. Yeah. I love the music behind it. It's the Aerosmith Run DMC remix of Walk This Way. And they didn't show too much either. I thought like it could have been excessive and it it didn't feel excessive. Well, and even after, which how many times can we just, you know, go off on the scene? But like after all of that, Michael's like back from afar, like what did I just witness? Because he didn't take part. Yeah. But they were just kind of showing him like, you must feed. And the way the four of them stand on the hill, like the lighting from behind, it's like, it's pretty, yeah, it's great for the 80s. Again. It was like also, I mean, again, another 80s horror comedy. Yeah. Like reminiscent of like the mutant Nazi scene in yeah. American Werewolf in London. For sure. It's Freaking pretty crazy. intense. Yeah. What's your next one? Crazy enough. I do like obviously really like this movie. That was my last one for like scenes that stood out to me. Yeah. Like, where I really enjoyed them. Yeah. I did put the climax, but primarily just because I enjoyed that all the vampire deaths were different. The deaths were so fun. Yeah. So fun. Death it, by stereo. And that's the, yeah. The death by stereo so line. Such a classic line. Death by stereo. Come on. I, I did enjoy the twist about, spoiler, yes. uh, Max being the lead vampire. However, yeah. I caught it. Um, did. The moment he had to be invited in by Michael for dinner. Oh, I wondered if you caught it then. Blame it. Yeah. But I said, blame it on my knowledge of vampires from my vampire diaries yeah. experience. Yeah. Because you have They've to be, gotta be invited Vampires in. have to be invited in. But dang it. I wondered if you caught that. I do have like a, a weird hot take about, or it's, a, it's something, a change chamber on that one. Okay. Yeah. I will say, I think my hot takes for this film are the hottest I've given so far. Really? So I'm interested to get there. Wow. But we'll get there together. Crazy stuff. Um, I also really like the climax. I guess I didn't write this, but I will chime in and say, like, 
I think the deaths are so fun. Yeah. And yeah, because they are all different, you get to see kind of how they experimented with different deaths. And they did say that earlier on, like each vampire dies differently. Like some might go quietly, which David ended up doing. He was stabbed with the antlers. Yeah. He just kind of goes quietly. Mm -hmm. Others implode. Max freaking blows up. There's the, yeah, there's that one that blows or Max blows up. And then the one in the bathtub like implodes and like the plumbing just goes crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it is fun to see how they like, yeah. altered the it was death unique. it wasn't boring yeah it's very entertaining and the lighting which i'll talk about yeah. more too later with like cinematography but mm-hmm. i loved the like aesthetic of some of those scenes and the way they were shot they yeah. look really cool just yeah so so it's funny you didn't put the intro but i agreed with a lot of what you or you said the intro and i did yeah put yeah, it, yeah but, but we I, agreed I climax on, in it. Yeah. yeah 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 look at us we kind of said the same scenes yeah which they are just standout scenes so yeah for sure conceptual uniqueness it's no annihilation but no. then again not many films are and it's an 80s film so you have and to understand 80s. there's got to be some grace the context for sure and the yeah the- but i do think it's still super fun like i like michael like there's that added struggle of michael also being a vampire yeah. so like you have that conflict with the other vampires who are like out for blood yeah literally and I also love the style, like them deciding to go for a stylish, young, mm-hmm. rebellious vibe for the vampires than like your traditional vampire. Because like we watched Fright Night, another 80s vampire movie, yep. which uh, we actually cut from the list after we watched it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the only one we've done for that, I think. I know. We're too far gone now. Yeah, anyway. too far gone now. But that one was uh, good, but that was the traditional vampire, like a bachelor living alone. And you know, mm-hmm. this one, it, it was cool to see like a band of brothers almost who were like, yeah, just going out and wreaking havoc on this little coastal town. And- totally. Well, I think you said it, but I mean, the word fun, mm-hmm. like, is how I would classify this film the most. Yeah. Um, it's very energetic, very, I wouldn't necessarily say thrilling in like a scary way, but like no. thrilling in like a, the stakes are there, like you yeah. said, between Michael and <laughs> the vamp, stakes. the vamp group. Ah, uh, steaks, steaks, wooden steaks. <laughs> director's touch. Um, <clears throat> you can tell Schumacher has a knack for an artsy sort of dark direction. Hundred percent. Seeing he also directed Phantom and Batman and Robin made so much sense. Yes, to me. definitely. So, like, obviously, completely different films, but similar vibes and like the dark elegance. You yes, hundred percent. I think he brings like a very visually striking and like stylized approach to this film. Yeah. And, well, I'll save that for later. But um, it just has, like, a very vibrant, neon-soaked aesthetic. And yeah. I love that. I think it's so fun. And I I think he largely, obviously, plays a role in that. So I really appreciated him, like, running with it. Because not many films look like this movie really looks in well, 1987. That's what, in my opinion, that's what makes it the classic movie yes. that it is. It's just so... Without that, I don't know how yeah, much it stands. The style of it is great. Yeah. I really... Thought it fit, it fit well for vampires, like you said. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool to use that in collaboration with the vampire storyline. Yeah. Uh, I also really like how most everything was practical. Yes. I think that adds to its classic oh, that's nature. I, if it had any CGI, I think it would have made it much worse. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Yeah, they were really limited on like CGI and like mm-hmm. special effects and stuff. So I think the practical effects are great. So yeah. I never thought fun. about that. Acting. Acting. Jason Patrick. We already said it. He's a stud. Dude, I was shocked by this. Me and my wife do this thing where like, I'll be like, hey, is she that- not find him attractive? I'll be like, is that guy attractive? Oh my gosh. Or is that guy attractive? And I'm going to tell some you that surprised me. Like we saw Saltburn last week 
And both of our wives were like, dude, Barry, Barry Keoghan Keegan was like, or Kogan, so, Kim, yeah, whatever. I'd never know how to say his name, but the main guy, they're like, oh yeah, he's just like fine. I was like, what? We like, but then there's people like Jason Patrick where she was like, I mean, he's all right. I was like, what do you, like if that man walked into a bar, all the women there would just pass out. Yes. Like he was a stud. I mean, he's got chiseled jawline, chiseled jawy hair. He's dark hair, blue eyes. blue eyes. Yeah. Screw that man for looking that way. Yeah. Come on. But yeah, he was a freaking stud. Leave us some room. I know. Patrick. Come on, dude. Get out of the way. At least now he's like 50, 60. Yeah. I was going to so say, he's not the same. But he got out of our way. I thought that everyone else did pretty well. Um, I didn't, this might be more of a hot take. I didn't really love Lucy, the mom. Really? Um, or the grandpa? Uh, the grandpa, he has funny lines, but this time around, watching it from this lens, yeah, I'd agree. But the thing is, I didn't say it was necessarily their performances. It was more their characters. Yeah, I would agree. Lucy, uh, she's she was like a very popular choice for like 80s moms. Mm-hmm. Like she was the mom in Footloose. She's an 80s mom. I think she was in, yeah, she's an 80s mom. She was in, uh, I think she's in Cujo, the Stephen King dog oh, really? movie. Yeah. I seen Have you ever seen Cujo? Time. Yeah. I think she's the mom there, but um, yeah, I could see that. I do. I think for me, like the people who stole the show, I think Kiefer Sutherland is great as yeah. David. I loved him as David. I think he's just got this mysterious charm to him, but he's also kind of intimidating. Mm-hmm. It's like the eyes. I don't know. He's he's got it. I thought yeah. Corey Haim did a really good job. Yeah, I thought so. Um, it's crazy that people or that Corey Feldman was. I know he kind of plays the same character. Which did you hear at all in your research or read about? His like he got fired from the film. Wait, what? No, because from such know. a young age, it's really sad. But he had already been in like the Goonies and some other films, yeah. and kind of got in that spotlight. And he got on cocaine, and so he was like having this really bad like cocaine addiction. And he would show up to set just like totally unprepared. Yeah, Ugh. and so Joel fired him. The next day, though, Corey Feldman sent in like a letter, like apologizing and saying like I'm gonna clean up and blah blah blah. And so he did, and he continued with the role, but hmm. his character just doesn't do much to warrant praise. I feel like. So that's interesting that people point him out as like, yeah, I thought so too. I don't know. Huh. Is all for acting for you? Um, the only other time where I like noticed and uh, we talk about this in other films, it's hard for me to tell if this is the acting or the writing. Mm-hmm. The only time in the film where I'm like, I don't know how I feel is when Michael meets star for the first time. Mm. It's fine. Like it starts off on a great note because like he's watching a girl get her ears pierced and it's yeah. like sexy. She like comes up and like says in his ear, like it's a ripoff. I'll do it for you for free or something. Yeah. And then that's kind of what gets their conversation going. So it sets it up so well. And then their conversation just feels like a little choppy to me. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know, it's almost like they had different takes and they like spliced together parts of each because it just didn't feel cohesive. But that's the only part where, again, it could be writing or the acting but that was the only part where i was like eh. yeah i thought that about the writing for sure um which that goes into screenplay which yeah. is next i just said it was a little cheesy in yeah. some of the comical parts but it was you know it adds to the fun aspect of it for sure and it's an 80s horror comedy so i didn't expect anything different yeah i had the exact same thought there's like a couple lines where i was like that f- that line feels weird like when they kill the first vampire in the cave and it's like, oh, shoot. Like, they're about to, like... Because the yeah. other vampires wake up. And Kiefer Sutherland's character, the first thing he says is, like, you're dead meat. Like, oh, come on. But then I was like, oh, wait, it is the 80s. Like, maybe yeah. that is, like... But, like, I would want... 
I know a more intimidating like line there instead of like you're dead meat. It's like come on, you just killed like his brother. He's yeah. gonna be pissed. I just wish it was a little different there, but there it's the eighties. So who I knows? know it's and that's the weird line to ride for sure. I there yeah. was one line that I really was like, what in the world? Oh wait, was that riding? Okay, which one? And the mom is talking to Sam. Okay, and she says. I think one of the reasons I divorced your father is that he never believed in the closet monster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> Sam's like, like, what is going on 14? here? Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you saying? Right? He's not like four years old. Right. Yeah. Also, that's like, just a weird thing to say. It is. She she has some eccentric lines for sure. That just totally took me out. No, as I soon as she totally. said that, I was like, what? I was like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? No, I get that. So weird. Anything else for you for screenplay? That's it. That's all I had. All right. Score. Score. I just said, you know, I already love anything to do with an 80s sound. For sure. Nothing really like, and maybe you disagree with this, nothing like stood out to me. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like this song is, or not soundtrack, but like score, like the actual score. Like I yeah. was like, it was fine. Not super. Memorable. I agree. I, well, I, I love the soundtrack to this film. I think. Soundtrack's the, great. The song. Yeah. I guess there's not much of like a score which mm-hmm. I, you know i'm not as you know I, it just to me it all blends into the same sphere but i think the songs formed around certain scenes really well gave it again how many times am i going to use the word sexy but that fun <laughs> sexy 80s flair sexy and sexy San- sexy very sexy <laughs> so i i really like the soundtrack um yeah but all right, that's it for the chamber. All right, and we'll see you guys next week. I'm just kidding. Uh, cinematography. I loved the lighting and the color grading. I adore the cinematography. Yeah. Which I actually have never really picked up on until this time watching it. Again, just because we're trying to dissect these films. Yeah. But oh my gosh, for 1987, the like atmospheric lighting is so good. Yeah, they killed it. Especially during like the night scenes. And like there's, the, there's one shot in particular where I was like, my breathing got a little heavy because I was just, this shot is so good. <laughs> but Michael has just killed David. He mm. like threw him on the antlers. It's just this red light and you hear the song, like the little, the kids chorus singing, mm-hmm. you know, thou shall not kill or whatever, which again, so artsy, yeah. but it's just this red soaked scene. And it's, he also still has the contacts in cause he's got the like piercing eyes. So the piercing eyes with that red lighting and the music, I was like, holy crap, this looks so good. Yeah. For the, again, 1987, that was wild. Yeah. So I really love scenes like that. And the, there was a lot of like dynamic camera movements that I think, you know, just put scenes together in a really cool way. So I really like the cinematography. I agree. I thought it was great. And then I also said, and this kind of goes hand in hand with the practical comment, but like showing the vampires through a POV was great and much mm-hmm. better than actually showing them like, or trying to show them flying. Yes. For I think sure. that would have taken me out. Which was actually kind of accidental because they didn't have a large enough budget to they wanted they thought about like showing them, but mm-hmm. because of the budget cuts, they were like, Well, we just have to do the POV. And I think it yeah, it, it was a strength. Yeah, I thought so too. Overall impact. I can see why it's considered a classic. Yeah. I, I think and you know, when did you said you watched this younger? Yeah, I've, I watched it a long time ago. I wish I'd watched it younger. Yeah. Because I think I would have, not necessarily that I didn't like it because I really, really enjoyed it, but mm-hmm. I think I would have liked it more. Yeah, for if sure. If I'd watched it younger. There's definitely a, an element there of 
nostalgia or like with any 80s movie really yeah. you know watching it for the first time when you're 26 you're like no it's good <laughs> but like <laughs> if you grew up on it you know it's it it feels a little more i don't know put together i guess but for sure i it, do th- yeah i think this film it does a good job of which you want this in any good 80s film it encapsulates wow encapsulates encapsulates <laughs> the that 80s style you yeah. know and like the characters have that rebellious and edgy you know look to them and mm-hmm. anyways i th- i think a lot of that makes it what it is yeah. um and again i yeah i can agree i i could totally see why it's a classic and it definitely has a cult following um, yeah i was reading about it online but over the years i guess the film continues to be celebrated at conventions and screenings and hmm. through various outlets and so there's definitely a, a group of people out there who like this is their right die ride. hard yeah but it's a great i think it's a great 80s film yeah but i do think like i don't know if many people know about it so i agree yeah i didn't i didn't know about well just to preface too like this was the first time i watched it and mm-hmm. cameron had watched it before yeah. um and like i hadn't really known about it until you put it on the list yeah. and i was like oh okay like sweet yeah which i was gonna say are there any other films on the list that that you haven't seen? Do yes. You know? Okay, there are. Um, because I had somebody text me about it, oddly enough, two nights ago. It was one of Charlotte's friends, Mandy. She was like, hey, have you seen blank movie? And I was like, okay, spoiler, but we're actually going to review that and I've never seen it. Mm. So, Okay, cool. So, Because yeah. I was thinking, I, I know that there are still a few others on the list that I haven't seen. Oh, too. really? Yeah. Okay. There's I was one about to ask which like one, a, but we can't spoil I know, it. I'll try not to give it We'll away. talk after. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My lawyer will... He'll reach out. So, <laughs> Fact Forest. Oh, man. Wow. We've only gotten through section one. I know. The vibes are hot today, though. We, they are hot. We're freaking going. Okay. This is, uh, this is my, my time to shine. Bring it. Fact Forest. Did you know <gasps> most of the young people in this film were relatively unknown? Billy Worth, who played the dark haired vampire Dwayne, was a model in New York. Okay. Broke McCarter, the blood, blood, the blonde vampire Paul. <laughs> was just starting out, so this was like his debut. And then Alex Winter, who plays the youngest vampire, had just graduated from film school at NYU. Okay. So they were all pretty young. Uh, Santa Cruz, where Santa Carla takes place, was once plagued with the reputation of being the murder capital of the world Hmm. because of a series of very brutal murders by three different very disturbed men in the early 70s. Wow. So yeah, you got that. Uh, this was Corey Haim and Corey Feldman's first film together, which marked the start of a popular 1980s trend, The Two Corys, in which Feldman and Haim starred together in a number of teenage films. Really? They were like a coming-of-age duo in the 80s. Wow. Which is interesting, because I actually don't know of any other movies that they're in. So. Well, that, and also I was just thinking, like, are there any other, like, coming-of-age duos even today? Like, I don't really know of, like, yeah, duos true. that are... No. Which, I was just watching the, uh, you know, the new press for Dune Part 2, and it was cool yeah. to see Timothy and yeah. Florence sitting together again. For sure. Because they've been in several films. Even the banter, I saw like a Timothy Chalamet clip where he's talking about Tom Holland. It's like, who's more attractive? And it's just funny <laughs> to see them like know each other. They yeah. have like that little circle. But yeah. Uh, every year at the landmark Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk in Santa Cruz, uh, this film is screened as part of the park's free summer movie series. Beachgoers may bring outdoor furniture and supplies to watch after sunset. Mm. That'd be kind of fun. That's fun. Uh, this is, I like this fact. Uh, Corey Haim jammed with his co-stars between takes and enjoyed the large prop rooms. However, he was excluded from the nightly parties that were held by the older actors. <laughs> so Corey Haim bonded with Corey Feldman, 
as they played or they stayed in the hotel watching movies and visiting the local arcade. But it's just cool to picture the older actors like throwing <laughs> parties every night. Like, good for them, you know? And How then, old was Corey Haim in this? I have no idea. I don't know either. I should have looked at that before we watched it. But uh, Interesting. Yeah. That is funny, though. They're going to the arcade. I know. And um, he later characterized his experience on the shoot as one of the greatest personal times in my life. Wow. Which, yeah. Sad. How, he passed how, what age was he whenever he passed? Oh, maybe like 30s, I Man. guess. Yeah. He was younger. That's really sad. My mom had a huge crush on him. Oh, um, sorry, when, Joanna. I know. When asked why he did the film, Joel Schumacher simply stated, vampires are hot. They're the only erotic monsters. Frankenstein is not hot. Erotic I, monsters. That's, that's a really interesting way to put it. I know. Because, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I hadn't really thought about it. Frankenstein, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. So we sorry, think you're Frank. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Frank. You're cute. We promise. <laughs> Uh, this one's kind of cool. The movie invented the phrase vamp out, which has passed into common usage on the TV series Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No way. Yeah. Um, okay, continuing our conversation from earlier, Sam, played by Corey Haim, has a poster of Rob Lowe on the outside of his closet door. On the DVD commentary, Joel Schumacher says it was because he recently directed Lowe in St. Elmo's Fire. Mm. Sam, Corey Haim, has a poster of Rob Lowe on the inside of his closet door. The poster has sparked years of debate about whether or not Schumacher, who is an openly gay man, was making a subtextual reference about Sam's sexuality by putting a picture of a male heartthrob on his closet, a reference to being in the closet. Schumacher also has Sam wearing an ear stud, riding a pink bicycle, and being more fashion conscious than the other characters. Wow. So I don't know. That, I mean, it makes sense. The I evidence didn't even stacks think up. So. Wait, did... Joel direct St. Elmo's Fire? According to IMDb in this trivia, he did. I don't know. We need to fact check that. Let me fact check. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I just ate the mic. (laughs) (laughs) He did direct it. Are you serious? Which I I don't know how I didn't see that whenever I did the film details. Sorry, guys. Crap together. Um, Because that's a very notable 80s film as well. Um, I actually, when you were talking about that, I forgot about this trivia. So I didn't even register. But yeah, so that's up for debate. I do think, though, I never thought that until I read that. And I'm sorry to my mom because she had a huge crush on him. But I think his character might be gay. Yeah, sorry. I don't know. Almost done. The names of the Frog Brothers, Edgar and Allen, are a reference to Edgar Allan Poe, the well-known writer of horror fiction. Jason Patrick was not keen on playing the role of Michael as he didn't want to be in a vampire movie wearing fangs and flying around, in his own words. (laughs) It took several meetings with director Joel Schumacher, who eventually persuaded him to be the lead character. Jim Carrey was considered for the role of David. Whoa. Yeah, pretty wild. He previously portrayed a vampire in the film Once Bitten. And when they're eating Chinese food, David leaves his chopsticks sticking straight out of his and Michael's food. In Chinese and Japanese culture, this is offensive to give a meal with chopsticks sticking into it because it is wishing death upon the recipient. I don't know if that was intentional. Well, if it was, that was great. If it was, good for you. Nice little detail. And that wraps up Fact Forest for me. That was well, a wonderful Fact Forest. Did Thank you know? You. Yep. Thanks for all the did you knows. You're so welcome. Mishap, I actually changed it because I was like, you know, after we move out of horror, mm-hmm. manor feels very horror. Yeah. Mishap. So I changed it to Mishap Mountain. Is that okay? I like a mountain. Okay. 
I'd hike that mountain. Feels a little bit more generic. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, Mishap Mountain. We're climbing. All right. Let me go ahead and change that in my notes here. I found a few, but I'm sure you also have two. Or okay. you have several. Uh, the gate jumps back and forth between broken and mended when the dog jumps against it. I saw that. Which yeah. I noticed in the film. I was like, that was kind of, it yeah. felt like choppy takes. I, yeah, I actually had never noticed that until this time. Mm. And I was like, oh, continuity there. Get your freaking crap Come on. together. Control your dogs. Um, <laughs> the your reverse hellhounds. shot out of the cave. There's a shot, which this is so quick. I just noticed though, it's supposed to be from their POV, like they're flying out of the cave. But to get that shot going from inside the cave to out over the water, you could see the waves like, going in reverse yeah so because they definitely just had to like go into the cave and play it backwards uh-huh. but you could tell with the waves that it's like you know but that's a hard shot to get yeah, so it's just part of it you know? i get it yeah we forgive you when the frog brothers and sam stake one of the vampires some vampire ooze clearly gets onto the back of sam's sweater making a big red stain and it's there in the next scene However, when Sam goes into the movie store to warn his mother about the vampires the big red stain on the back of his sweater is gone so just another continuity. Costume. Get Come on, costume. Um, that's a good one. When the vampire gang awakens to fly to Michael's house near the end of the film, they are barefooted. But when they reach and fly into Michael's house, they all have their boots on. Fair enough. <laughs> they like to be comfortable. Yeah, no, for sure. Mid-flight, they're, feet get, they're, they're like, feet wait cold. a second, it's cold. <laughs> Hold on, did you bring our boots? <laughs> yeah, they get cold feet. Yeah, the credits at the end... Give credit to the poster hanging in the wall in Sam's room as a still from the Breakfast Club. In mm. fact, this picture of Molly Ringwald in a dark blue shirt sitting in a classroom is not from the Breakfast Club, but instead from 16 Candles. <sighs> Come on. Guys, don't do her dirty like that. Yeah. Great movie. Both of those are great movies. Yeah. I love 16 Candles. I know. Um, there was, okay, I guess at the bonfire scene when the gang is attacked... Um, one of the victims is the guy that was killed with his girlfriend in the car. Oh, really? Yeah, one of the which I didn't catch that. Oh, me neither. But I read later um, that yeah they used him twice. Double kill. And so he got killed twice. Wow. So, yeah. What a what an honor for him. I know. You would think though he'd be like, hey, don't you think they're gonna notice that I'm back? Yeah. You know. <laughs> See, I already got killed. Although I guess if he's scene. an actor, all the screen time he. Can I know. Get, he's like, hey, I'm down to die twice. I guess I wouldn't say anything. Whatever. All right. Whatever. All right. My last one. The scene where Michael and Star are doing the naughty in the bed in the cave. Ooh. You see Laddie, which is Star's like little brother. Wait, you do? Sleeping in the bed before they Stop. get in and he never gets out of the bed. Are you serious? Yes. Laddie's just Jay chilling. <laughs> I, I have never, ever noticed that. That's I'm assuming terrible. they just, mis- they didn't you know get a shot of him getting out of the bed or something and they forgot that he was already in the bed wow so i guess i was just distracted by other things so yeah (laughs) yeah you were not looking at it's kind of a tasteful sex scene though because it doesn't explicitly show anything and again artsy movements here but they show like clouds like someone's flying through the clouds while they're like having sex yeah and i was like what yeah they didn't show anything it's yeah so, it's kind of interesting for an r-rated horror film yeah i mean i thought that you're about to see stars laddies yeah <laughs> oh my god <gosh. laughs> i'm so sorry laddies. <laughs> love that all right i'm done i that was it for me too okay change chamber oh no that i meant that was it like i'm, I'm done with the podcast oh so. Yeah. Oh, bye. <laughs> Laddie's was the final straw. <laughs> that was I, the I straw that broke the kills. Um, change chamber. Is there anything that doesn't make any sense? I have a few. Okay. I actually, 
I tried to think about it. There was only one that really kind of got to me. Okay, you go first. It didn't get to me. I just was like, I've never noticed this before, but it feels kind of weird. The knowledge that they have about the vampires. You know, mm-hmm. like the Frog Brothers have never allegedly encountered a vampire before. <laughs> but they true. know all of their like weaknesses and how to deal with them. And like, I know that comics, like they get a yeah. lot of their information from the comics. But I'm fine with all of that until they started getting to the lore about like half vampires, which are introduced in this movie. Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah, if you kill the leader, then the half. I'm like, how is this? Whatever is happening in the comics, how is it accurate to the real life yeah. events of the film? I was like, this feels a little silly. Also, it's not like, I mean, there's only, what, five or six vampires? Yeah. It's not like it's just rampant with vampires. For sure. It's not like there's a hundred vampires. So I just felt like that was a little yeah. weak. You know, they should have explained that writing. a little more. But All right, this might be more of a hot take. The grandpa felt so random to me as a character <laughs> until the very end. I was like, yeah. I was thinking the whole time, what is his purpose in this film? And then at the Other very end, he like helps kill Max. Yeah. And I was like, mm. yeah, I get that. He actually, I've read some people theorize that he is also a vampire. Mm. I don't think so. Yeah, but no, I don't think so. Um, no, I, I could definitely see, see what you're, I'm smelling what you're stepping in. Yeah. So <laughs> picking up what I'm putting up. Yeah. I, my next one, the mom and Max just kiss like right away oh yeah it's like yeah. not even they haven't gone on that date because it keeps getting canceled and yeah. then they meet up and he's like hello and kisses her right in the mouth yeah i was like is this just an 80s thing or? uh yeah i don't know hey take me there then <laughs> just kidding babe yeah it does feel and she even like winces like she i i don't know if like it is very forward it's kind of yeah. weird i mean marin and i didn't make out until like a minute into our date so yeah <laughs> just kidding at starbucks at just, starbucks yeah. just halfway Go right for it. Yeah. It's hilarious to me. The ones trying to kill the vamps are like 12 years old. And it is never explicitly stated what their ages are. Yes. But there's nobody else trying to kill vampires other the children. than these children. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they're more imaginative. I don't know. I don't know. Why on earth did Michael and Star not tell them that they thought the vamp leader was the dude with the bleach blonde hair? <laughs> they go into oh the cave my gosh. saying they're just going to stab each one like the others wouldn't wake up i okay actually i'm you're exposing me because that is one that bothered me and it always has i don't understand that if you think they're like we got to kill the leader but they're like we don't know who the leader is so we'll I'm just like, kill all of them why would you kill the youngest smallest one you freaking idiot that doesn't make any sense yeah you would stake david obviously yes and but, then you would quickly find out he's not the leader yeah so, I mean, again, there you go. Sake, for, sake of the plot. I know. But it does, I, that scene is so frustrating. Because you sense. have to know the other ones are going to freaking wake up. I know. All right, my next one. Max asks, oh, this is the one I was saying. Okay. Max asks Michael if he can enter the house since he's the man of the house. But technically, he would have to get approval from the grandpa to come inside that's since actually, he's the one who owns the house. That's a great catch. I've Which, never thought about that. You but. know, this is just because I know about vampires from Vampire Diaries uh-huh. and maybe the rules are different for yeah. this movie. But I was like, he was like, oh, I have to, since you're the man of the house, yeah. you have to invite me in. And Max is like, you can come in. But I'm like, Max doesn't own the house and he's a teenager True. too. So like. That's a good catch, actually. Not accurate to the lore. Doesn't make and any sense. And we know our lore. Yep. Um, my our last lore. one I found on Letterboxd uh, was from a person named Faye, F-A-Y-E. Okay. They said, literally, where do they get 300 bulbs of garlic from? That's a great <laughs> point. They have like a Santa sack <laughs> worth of garlic. They're, They're just like, going we've been to stock it up. <laughs> 
for years. Hey, yeah, I yeah. don't know. You got me there. I know. No I was like, idea. that makes sense. Is there anything we would change about the film? <sighs> okay. These are going to probably sound like hot takes. Too, yes. Just because of the cult. I'm going to walk a tightrope because I really do like the climax and the ending. Yeah. But I think there's not enough of like build up or like at no point are you thinking like, oh shoot, they're screwed. Cause like the vampires died pretty easily. Mm-hmm. They're, they're able to kill each one without much of like a crazy fight. Nobody dies. Yeah. I would have liked vampires. to see some kind of like, it's like four I don't kids know. versus yeah. six vampires. I just and wish all it was like, died. it just felt fast and quick. Yeah. And I do appreciate the deaths. They're so cool. Yeah. I just wish there was more of like a, I don't know, like, Oh shoot! What's gonna happen? The but they just—they freaking dispatch those vampires so easily. Yeah, they delete vampires. They delete like vampires. <laughs> so that's kind of my only thing that I wish. And even with the reveal with Max, I wish it was like fleshed out a little bit better. Yeah, you know. No, I I agree. I think that you know we talked about stakes. Like there are stakes, but the stakes are not high at the yes, entire movie for sure. Um, and I, on top of that, you guys have heard me say this if you've listened. So mm-hmm. many times, this is my broken record self. Okay. I would personally make it less humorous and more intense. Yeah, you're not a humor guy. I'm not a humor yeah. and comedy guy. Yeah. Um, unless it's Cabin in the Woods. That's the only one that really did it for me. Yeah, that one did a good because job. Because it's like a dark comedy that makes It's almost sense. satirical though. Like it's supposed yes, to be it's that. more satirical. That's that. probably, you know, my, but that's a personal preference. So I get it. So yeah. Hey, like I said, you know, subjective. I know. It's just the style I prefer, and I know this cl- This is a classic, so I definitely get pushback on that. But no, like, I get that. I also understand that not every horror film needs to be terrifying yeah. or unenjoyable. Yeah, se. there's a line, but, but if it's not your personal preference, hey, you, that's your thing. I know. You know, got to roll with it. Yeah, and on top of that, I'll just go right into my next one. Uh, actually, my last one. I may just take the grandpa out. Wow, entirely. Entirely, which is wild. Okay. I do feel like this is funny. We, I feel like there's always a character in each film where we're like, like, just get them out of here. <laughs> screw just that delete guy. that guy. He sucks. So yeah. here's his grandpa. So my thought was, you know, he doesn't really add a ton to the film. And you yeah. could have made, you could have adjusted the plot. So like maybe they're moving into the only house they could afford and yeah. it's already renovated with crap or... Because uh, he just added a lot of like silliness, random humor, yes, yeah. to the film. Yeah, that I, I get took that. away from the horror. But I get that. My opinion, your opinion. All right, that was it for oh, me as well. Nice casting, casting. Okay, I don't know if you're gonna agree. No, go ahead. I love the cast, and I don't say that very often. But like, I love the young ensemble of like these young actors who really haven't been in a ton. I just, I like that they're not mainstream in a way because it almost means like they're like, yeah, that's like their film. Mm-hmm. And I, it's just cool to see them just in those roles doing their thing. And then that's kind of it. But I, I really like the young cast. I think they cast it really well. Yeah. But, it's actually my least favorite cast of all time. Oh, yeah. So. No, I agree. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> no, I said the same thing. I thought it was spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael, Sam, and Star were like perfect. Yes. I thought. Dude, I had such a huge crush on Star when I was little. Oh my god! I could see why. Yeah. She's very pretty. Which Charlotte always gives me crap because my wife, for those of you who don't know, she has dark hair and uh, she's always like, you only like blondes. And I was like, dude, literally so many of the people I had like a childhood crush on had dark hair. I love them both. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But no, this one proves my wife is wrong. 
I agree. Which I would say to her face too. Yeah, say it to her <laughs> face right after this call. I'm so sorry, Charlotte. Uh, no, I I thought, and this might be a hot take, but just bear with me. I loved Keith Kiefer Sutherland. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't change him necessarily, but it would have been cool to see somebody like Johnny Depp. Oh my! In the gosh. '80s, play that role. You just like completely flipped me because as you were talking, I was thinking to myself like, no, I think I'd keep Kiefer. That is the ultimate cast. Dude, that's right? a fan cast right there because young Johnny Depp in that vampire role. Yeah. yeah. I even said, and this is less, I, I would pick Johnny Depp over this person, but I thought in the 80s, like Brad Pitt, maybe yeah. too. Like he did play a vampire. Yeah. In yeah. the movie with Tom Cruise and yeah. with Vampire. Yeah. Um, but that would be good too. I, I Yeah. Johnny Depp would have bodied that role. Yeah. He would have been a pretty vampire. Oh, dude. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I don't think he was as popular at that time like he did nightmare on elm street in the yeah. 80s but that was like his first role so i bet they could have gotten him yeah because Kiefer sutherland was already kind of established as like an australian actor mm-hmm. it was kind of hard to get him on board too so with johnny depp that's maybe the world will never know what know. that could have been i don't know and that movie i mean as a result the movie would probably be more popular you yeah because like, he's more popular say, than like, Kiefer for sure no Kiefer went on and did that show 24 i was gonna say 24 is his biggest thing that's since, really all i know yeah so, wow, man, you put that in my head. That's yeah. pretty hard for me to shake because that would be so good. Least favorite part of the film. <laughs> gosh, 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 gosh. Do you want me to go first? You want yeah, first? you go first. Okay. Uh, I have kind of two, but okay. I honestly, this, that stupid line from Lucy threw, <laughs> just straight threw me yeah, out of the yeah, film. Yeah. I was like, what was that writing? And what? That didn't make any sense. Uh, but then I also just have to say, you know me, the amount of silliness, especially with the grandpa, just mm-hmm. took me out of the intensity of the situation. Yeah. No, that's totally fair. So that's probably my least favorite. I think I'm going to say, and again, this is not anything that's going to weigh down the whole film because I think it's great. And I do like the ending. I guess if I just narrow in on a specific part, I would say I want more with that final interaction slash battle with David and Michael. Yeah. Because it lasted this, like two seconds. It's so fast. Yeah. There's not much there. Like, I think there could have been really cool visuals. There could have been really cool moments of dialogue. But yeah. It just, it goes by so fast. And then David is killed so quickly. And you're like, wait, I How? wanted a little more there. And so yeah. I, I think it's just like what could have been. That's yeah. the only thing that I would say I don't love. I just I wish there was a little more with that final battle. But, if it were made today, there could have been easily been like a boss battle. Kind oh, of thing for sure. Between them. I've wondered if they're going to remake this film, but I don't know. I could see them remaking it. I could it. see it, yeah. but who knows? Title of the film and movie poster. Honestly, since you said I'm kind of a big dummy. No, I didn't. I'm a bigger dummy because I've watched this movie since I was like five or six. I never knew the title had that meaning with Peter Pan with Peter Pan me neither yeah so as soon as you said that I was like oh my gosh because of that it's I think a great title I agree because I had originally said you know it's not like my favorite title in the world but it makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. um and I honestly couldn't really think of anything better but like yeah. that tie into that the I whole mean, like they don't grow up just like the lost boys from Peter Pan like, yeah that and, is cool and Max even has one line that plays off of the idea that they're lost without a mother figure which is mm. what Michael and Sam have and what Max wants for his oh, boys which is why he targets her yeah and so I was like okay like it makes sense there yeah but with the Peter Pan reference I'm like yeah that's for it's sure a solid title what about the poster? I really like the red and desaturated black and white look. It's, it's really cool. It's super cool. It's, again, I know we're going to say this a million times, but it's really artsy for the 80s. Yeah. Like the whole film just feels artsy. 
And I think the poster reflects that. It's I really agree. cool. I did see another fan-made poster while I was doing research oh, of no. the guys hanging from the bridge with the train on top of it. Uh, and that was really cool. Is it like a silhouette? That's what I'm picturing yeah. almost. Yeah, okay. like a silhouette against like, the moon I, I or whatever. I can totally see that. It was super cool. That would be cool. What would be a worse name for the film title? I bet we... <laughs> I have one that I was like, we probably put the same thing. Maybe. <laughs> Wait, maybe. <laughs> I thought that too when I wrote mine because okay. we have the same... You, I had two, so if you want to go... I, my first one, I said Sexy Suckers. Oh. I know. I did put that. So... My That's, next one is the one I think we I like put. that. What well, my say? first one was Vamp Rock. Vamp- <laughs> That's so good because it's kind of reflective. You know, it kind of that fits. That would totally be like a parody film title. I know. Nobody take that from us or else we'll sue you. Yeah, but we own that. That's trademarked. Yep, as of two seconds Vamp ago. Rock. Um, uh, you go. I said The Found Boys. Oh. I was like, I could see Adam doing that Found stupid boys. twist with me. But <laughs> That's stupid. That's yeah, just re- literally reversing the first yeah. <laughs> word. So That's funny. No, I said Goonies too. Ah, so, classic. Just very, you know. But I wish I came up with Vamp Rock. That's freaking clever as crap. Thank you. It's better than freaking Sexy Suckers or The Found I like boys. Sexy Suckers, honestly. Yeah, it kind of has a ring to it. That could easily be a band name. Wait, should we just like change the podcast? I think we should change the podcast. This is the Sexy Suckers right, podcast. From now on, we're the Sexy Suckers. <laughs> I already know for a fact Marin is going to hate that. <laughs> yeah, we get canceled by our wives immediately. <laughs> like we're done with you. Yeah, um, Cameron and I are sleeping in the shed tonight. Hey, at least we'll be together. Hey, amen. It's a boys night. It's boys night. Lost boys. <laughs> the lost boys. <laughs> the shed boys. The shed boys. All right, six. I don't know why I said the number. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm the, I'm the oh, okay. numbered. I was, reading I was the, like, the six? What the crap? Hot Takes Hallway, baby. All right. Woohoo. <laughs> Favorite reviews, one to ten stars, starting with her one star. Yep. What you got? Mine's very simple. It comes from Daisy7502. Ooh. They didn't seem lost to me. Plot unclear. Mad face. <laughs> That's it. That's the tweet. They're so stupid. Yeah. No, Not like good. intellectually. That's just such a silly, silly little comment. Silly Daisy. Uh, this one's from Viscera. V-I-S-C-E-R-A. Okay. I hate you goth gays for tricking me into watching this Garbo. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was like, goth okay. gays. Um, I actually, I kind of cheated because they were so short. I wrote two other. I did two for my 10 stars. So Okay. This one's from D Lynn 4D. Okay. Death by stereo might be the only redeeming thing in this movie. <laughs> uh, that is a great line. Yeah. And then the last one, the hottest of all the one stars by Steve question mark. Twilight is better. You son of a biscuit. That hurt a little that bit. That hurt a little bit. All right. 10 stars. What you got? I said, I have two. I have one that's more serious and one that's kind of just, again, silly, goofy mood. Yeah. Get a free dangle ear piercing and suddenly you're bisexual and drink blood and lie. Also, greasy saxophone man is my Roman empire. <laughs> that comes from odds, A-U-D-S. So, greasy uh, sax man is my Roman empire. Greasy saxophone man is my cool. Roman empire. All right. I put also a few just because I actually included one from a good friend of mine Ooh. who wrote a review on this. Wait, and gave who? It, gave it 10 stars. Jack Joyner. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he said in his review, he gave this five out of five on Letterboxd. Holy crap. I'm going to be honest with you. I definitely would have joined David's vampire gang 
riding motorcycles <laughs> on the beach, chilling in your cave with a big ass Jim Morrison poster on the wall. That's a vibe. <laughs> Love from it. Mr. Jack Joyner. Good for you, Jack. I, I honestly kind of agree. Like, maybe that makes me a terrible person. I wouldn't want to kill people. <laughs> no, we'd be there too. No, but I'd like to kick back yeah. with the boys. I'd be down. Fly around. No, I'm down. Just bring me like some blood in like a carton. Don't yeah. tell me where it's from. Just, Just give me some me. like blood bags from the hospital. Yeah, exactly. Or like a, I don't know, just like a, a cow. Does that work? <laughs> Little vampires. <laughs> Little vampires. <laughs> Disney movie. They eat the cows. I don't oh freaking know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. My Let's next do, one is yeah. more serious. Okay. It comes from Matt's R owner. Ooh. Uh, the Lost Boys couldn't be more 80s if it tried, but that's simply because that was when it was made. It's not corny or cliche in my opinion. Rather, it's of its time and as cool as an 80s film can get. Mm. The bikes, the wardrobe, the soundtrack, all perfectly judged and executed. Maybe one of the best vampire films ever made with enough comedy elements to lift the entertainment without diluting the story or the tension. So obviously there's bits and pieces in there that I agree more with others. But I agree because it does feel like he's kind of honing in on the style with you know he mentions the bikes and the wardrobe and the soundtrack which i freaking love mm-hmm. so i i agreed with parts of this and i i do think it's a great 80s film the only one that i know you're you know the com his comment on the comedy but hey again matt's our owner you run with your opinions and we'll run with ours so and you'll just be wrong and you'll just fine. wrong and sucky <laughs> It's sexy sucker. Sexy sucker. You sexy suckers. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) I, my next one, I actually put two more. I'm so sorry. Okay. The letterbox ones are so short, so I feel like we should be allowed to put They're so short. So the the IMDb ones are freaking huge. They're huge. Some of them, when I click the drop down, I'm like, nope, Nope, I'm not reading that one. I'm skipping going to the next. Too long. All right. This one said from Heled Half, H-E-L-E-D. D-H-A-F. She okay. said, pretty vampires and a perfect soundtrack. 10 out of 10. Love, love, love. Mm, so We love you. Yeah. Mm. And then that, the last one from Milk. I get David <laughs> because honestly, I'd probably do all of that for Michael's attention too. <laughs> honestly, that's what I'm talking about. Checks that's the out. reaction I think Michael deserves. I agree. Again, I'm a straight man, but I know a good looking dude. But you're down for more. Michael. I'm down for Michael. <laughs> Michael, if you're listening. <laughs> No, he's he's a stud, dude. Yeah. I remember like back in like, I watched this. I've seen this a few times throughout my life, um, which I haven't, I don't know if I've said it. This is my mom, which probably because she has a crush on some yeah. of the guys, but this is her all-time favorite movie. Mm. Anyways, when I watched this a few years ago, I was like, dang. Like if I could, I think we said this about Patrick Bateman, uh, Christian Bale, and American Psycho, but if you just hit a big red button and tomorrow I'm going to wake up and look like that man. <laughs> Dude, you done. could not keep my hand away from that button. I agree. I'm hitting it. No, I agree. And then I'm also hitting the button. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening, Michael. <laughs> Now's your chance. Now is your chance. Get on the cameraman. Hot takes hallway. Do We're we back. have any hot takes about this film, The Lost Boys? Uh, no. Do you? <laughs> no, moving on. Yeah, nope. None for me. Uh... No, I said this earlier. These are definitely, I think, my spiciest hot takes so far. So I, I have, hope you guys don't freaking cancel me. I have three kind of big ones. You have three? Yeah. Then yeah, you start. Okay. My initial thoughts. Pretty simple. Okay. You will really enjoy this film if you watch it for the aesthetic and actual scenario. Mm. 
You will hate this film if you watch it to see a scary horror movie and a good storyline. I So that's a pretty spicy take. That is spicy. That's yeah. pretty sizzling. Fajita chilies. It's cheetahs. The, che- cheetahs. The cheetahs are running. Oh my gosh. I've had one beer and I'm already drunk. <laughs> I've had, it's chilies, fajitas, sizzling. Yeah, I know. Which I found out those are like not. It's like. That's not that. They just put like water on it. And that's what makes it sizzle. I always thought it was like that's the That's fake beef. news. Chilies. That's fake chilies. Please don't come for me. I love you. Come on. <laughs> Please sponsor um, us. Please sponsor us. <laughs> Can you imagine a podcast sponsored by Chili's? One day. Okay, so I said, I think... <laughs> I'm the Lulu, I swear. I think this movie has the best soundtrack out of any 80s film. Which is also wow. pretty sizzling. <laughs> I think there's a mix that works. Films that were made in the 80s? Yes. Okay. And there are some great soundtracks. I don't know why. I love, and it's probably too, to be fair, because I watched this when I was younger. But I was gonna say, you have some rock. You have some new wave. You have pop tracks. They all just come together and complement the movie's themes. You know, I think you get like lost in the shadows on the, like when they're on the bikes, on the sand. It's just like, that rebellion, that youth culture, and then Cry Little Sister, the theme song. It's so, like, yeah. cool. And, like, the way he wrote it for the film, I love that. And a saxophone man, come yeah, on. that's true. People Are Strange by The Doors. Great soundtrack. I have it all downloaded on Spotify. I know that's a hot take. I know it's not objectively true. It's just my part. If I had to pick an 80s soundtrack to continue listening to. But, like, and again, The Breakfast Club. Don't you forget about me. I was going to say... Great, probably yeah. the best use of a song in an 80s film. Yeah. But as an overall soundtrack, I like the Lost Boys soundtrack. Are you including The Little Mermaid, 1989? <laughs> I, you know what? Dang it. <laughs> All right, cut. Never mind. I'm just kidding. No, no it's, it's, I know that's a spicy take. Because I was going to say that also, I just looked it up, that includes Purple Rain, 1984, Footloose, 1984, Dirty Dancing, Pretty in Pink, Fame, which I've never seen, but is you know critically acclaimed. So that's a that is a spicy, spicy. Take. Here's the problem. I wrote that, and then I I did Google. I was like, because I did, like, I I had to Google eighty soundtracks, know. and I was like, oh my gosh, like Footloose, I think is a contender for another one I love, but yeah. I'm I gotta I'm I'm saying the last one. That's pretty wild. <laughs> so spicy. I know that's very spicy because that's a. Huge statement to make because the 80s, they have such great music. Yeah. I just really like how they frame certain scenes with these songs. So I need to go back and like listen to the soundtrack or just watch this film again because yeah. I don't know. Like I, because I was watching it for the first time, I couldn't like really. For sure. Yeah. No, thanks for making me feel better. No, I no, got you. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree because I'm going to, I just need to think yeah, more yeah, about yeah. it. You know what I mean? For but sure. that is. It's spicy. I know. I wouldn't say it's too spicy though because it's, okay. you know, because it's a. Uh, I mean, it's it's heart. a very great soundtrack. Okay. So, okay. all right, moving far further along. Moving Farquad. Moving <laughs> Farquad. <laughs> moving Farquad out of the way. I actually really, really enjoyed the film. Okay. And I'm glad it's on our list since it's classified a horror film. Wow. Okay. However, I'm really. Oh. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if I would tell people it's a great horror film. 
I get that. Rather a great 80s film that has some gore. Yes. Because like, I know it's classified a horror film, but I bet whenever they were watching it, they were like, it just has vampires and gore, so we have to class- yeah, classify it horror. I would actually agree. Um, I don't know if I would just straight up call it a horror. I would yeah. say it's like an adventurous, you know, it's like a rated R version of like the Goonies. Like Yes. So it doesn't really feel horror. There's elements. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think some people would disagree. So that's what makes it a little spicy. Mm-hmm. Like some people would probably watch it and be like, that's terrifying. Yeah. But to us, it's like, I mean, we're like seasoned vets. And that's, I know. So, so like, it's not scary at That all. is the hard thing about this list too. It's like, this is our top horror films, but that also includes, that. I mean, we have to include films that are classified horror and then like rank them. And it's so hard to rank them because this is such a different film. Totally different. I was even thinking like, that, like, you know, Good Night Mommy, like, yeah. That's like an art house. Yeah. Crazy. Like totally different. So different. So don't hate me. My that. next one's not as spicy. Okay. Still a little spicy. Yeah. Although we've already talked and I, I feel better about this now that we've talked about this because going in, so Adam and I do this thing after we watch the films, we cannot talk about it. It's like a rule. So like yeah. as soon as it ended, we just kind of like, <laughs> okay, okay well, let's go. Bye, so I didn't know how you'd feel about it until like an hour and a half ago. But. This again might make me a little Delulu. Oh no. <laughs> but I think if A24 was around in the 80s, mm. I think they would have tried, not tried, they'd like totally would have made this film. Yeah. Which again might make me delusional. I say that again though to point out, I said earlier, like, I don't even know if this makes sense, but like that neon soaked aesthetic. Yeah. I think the colors make it feel like just really artistic for the 80s. And, you know, even I thought this when I watched the scene with the box of worms, they're like writhing around in the little box. And then he's like, what do you mean? They're just noodles or whatever. I was like, man, this is so like, such a weird like yeah. movie, but like, it's like artsy. So like if A24 was established back in like late 70s, you know, why not? Because yeah. I think for the 80s, it's very artistic. That's not to say to, to like to today's to, 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 to today's <laughs> standards that it's you know a twenty four's level of because their movies are gorgeous. Yeah, I could just see a kind of an equivalence in the eighties of like something of the sort. No, as you're talking, I'm like, if anyone were to remake this film today, I'd want it to be a twenty four. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because they would. I think they would. Do they would do it justice for so, sure. No, twenty four. It's, it's a great take. A twenty four. If you're listening. Which I you know, know what you are. to do with that big, <laughs> big fan fans of ours. <laughs> so, all right, my last one. Nothing you guys haven't already heard, but this is you know I was just thinking a lot about it. Um, I think that we Chamber of Chills. Oh no! Should spearhead and advocate for having a like a completely separate category for horror comedies mm. than like. Like non, a subcategory. Yes, like a subcategory of horror. They are so different. It's so hard to like to match these with other films really that don't is. have comedy in them. Like, and I'm not just talking about this one. Like that includes American Werewolf. That includes Cabin in the Woods. Like, yeah, those competing against each other makes sense, but competing with freaking yeah. Hereditary and Talk to Me and totally, it's different. like that. Just there's completely different films. Totally different. Or Annihilation. You know, like even a film like that. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, how do you, you have com- this conceptually like mind-boggling film? How do you freaking compare you to like the youthful vampires and which you know. again is just you know we did this to ourselves by saying we're gonna do top yeah. fifty horror films of all time, right? And this is classified as long as horror it has film. the horror label, then we're good. But so I get that. Yeah. Well, 
hey, you know. What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> We're here. It's fine. It's good. Um, okay. Is that it for you? That's it for me. Oh, that was it for me. We're kind of, I feel a little spicy. That, was, just like, that was a spicy. Ch- I just like rolled around in some chamber. Cajun seasoning or something. I'm like sweating. <laughs> Have we heard any hot takes we agree or disagree with? I'm really going to think about your comment about the best soundtrack. Gosh, I know. I know. I thought you would say, because that's like, that's a super hot take. Here's the thing. Okay. Hot Rod is technically an 80s film, but it wasn't made in the 80s because it's based in the 80s. Oh, that's and right. And that has an all 80s soundtrack, and I love that soundtrack. It does have a great soundtrack. It's so like, yeah. it would be really hard if, that's why I asked like films that were made in the 80s yeah, or films that no, are no, no, 80s Strictly films. made in the 80s. Yeah, so, so I don't think it's, I think you're, yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry. All the people <laughs> who grew up in the 80s are probably like, what? My hot take, which this could, if any, TikTok we post gets some buzz. I could see. I just because I know there's some diehard fans. It's almost like equivalent to like a Swifty, you know? Yeah. Twilight fans. Yeah. But I saw a lot of people saying that Twilight is superior to this film because people do say The Lost Boys is one of the best vampire movies in the last, you know, 30, 40 years. Right. And so that pisses off the Twilight fans who are like, uh, no. Remember Have Twilight? you seen Twilight? Like, yeah. I grew up in that era too. I appreciated Twilight for what it was. Mm-hmm. My mom loved the books and I saw all the movies, you know? But mm-hmm. you can't say it's objectively like a good vampire movie. No. I know it's like a comfort movie for a lot of people, but like cinematically. Yeah. It's not going to make it into the Hall of Fame of cinema. But yeah. I don't know. I just think that's a pretty spicy take to be like, Twilight's the best vampire movie of all time. Because when you watch it back, at least for me, Film is subjective. When I watch it back, it's like, gosh, this is like pretty rough. Have you ever seen but, Bram Stoker's Dracula? No, actually. Directed by Francis Ford Coppola. I have not. That one's a great contender for best vampire movie really? of all time. Yeah. Is that with Gary Oldman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really want and to see it. And Winona Ryder. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's but tough. I just watched that for the first time like a month ago. So. Really? Mm-hmm. I watched an uh, interview with a vampire for the first time. Last year with Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. Because mm. I've always heard about it. It was yeah. good. It yeah. wasn't like... Best. They could have done better yeah. with Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. Yeah, for sure. Uh, besides, uh, besides the point. Yeah. Uh, I said most of the people saying they hated it seemed to primarily talk about the storyline. Mm-hmm. While the people who loved it talked about the aesthetic, the characters, and the vibe of the film. Yeah. So I... Here's the thing is like... We already said there's a lot of kind of holes in the like the plot or things that happen for the sake of the plot or whatever. Like yeah. our favorite things objectively about this film have to do with the aesthetic or the lighting yeah. or the the music the or style of the, the film. style of the film. Like that's what to me makes the film like it. It without that element for sure, it totally might not be a good different. film. Totally different. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I saw several people say it was the best vampire film of all time. Then several say it was the worst film of all time. Oh, okay. <laughs> On Letterboxd. So, um, have you seen The Grudge 2020? I'm like, yeah, Grudge 2020, none. I know, we're always coming for them. Yeah, this, yeah. So, I, of course, anyone who says any of the films in our top 50 that it's the worst film they've ever seen. Watch more movies. Yeah, watch more movies. All I got to say. All right. Doesn't mean you have to agree with everything we say, but like, I'm sorry, none of these movies, I think, make it into the worst films yeah. of all time. No, I know. I've seen some movies, which again, that goes into the subjective realm, but yeah, whatever. I just got my he- feelings hurt, so <laughs> I'm lashing out. <laughs> I'm throwing a tantrum. What is the hottest of all hot takes? 
I said probably that they said Twilight was better. Yeah, I think that's I th- the stupidest I think that's what take I gotta ever. I've got to run with that. I like Twilight. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to get freaking canceled, but <laughs> I like it. You it's can just cancel not, me. I don't care. I don't freaking. It's not a great movie. I'm not vibing. It's not good. With the, with the Twilighties. The Twilighties. <laughs> Do we agree with the IMDb rating? I feel like this is going to be the first time we probably disagree. Really? With, with uh, our answers. You go first. <sighs> okay. What's it at? 7.2? 7.2. I said yes. Okay. It does sit right in the middle yeah. of other iconic 80s films. It's just shy of the score given to films like Ferris Bueller or The Breakfast Club. And I think that's totally fair because those yeah. films are incredible. Oh my gosh, yeah. But then it, I was surprised it's tied with Grease, which huh. is kind of, you, I know you haven't seen it. I haven't but seen Grease. That's pretty wild because Grease is like, you know, good, really yeah, good. Classic. Um, and then it has a higher score than films like 16 Candles, St. Elmo's Fire, and Weird Science, mm. other 80s classics. Um, I actually have not seen St. Elmo's Fire or Weird Science. I just mm. know they're very popular. But all that to say, I think for the 80s, this film works really well. Yeah. Again, the stylistic approach and it's exe- like at the execution of that approach, I think warrants the 7.2. But I would not like die on that hill. I would not throw a fit if someone's like, I'd bump it, which I feel like. <laughs> I feel the water getting warm. No, I, yeah. I don't know what that is supposed to mean. No, like I said. <laughs> but, yeah. I think part of it for me too is the nostalgia stuff. Because yes. if I'd watched it younger, I think I'd feel I've probably seen the movie 20 times, so. Yeah, so I said I'm bringing it down to probably <laughs> a 6.8 or 6.9. A 4.2? <laughs> <laughs> a 4.2. No, that's fair. Um, I'll allow it. I was like, I'll keep it at 6.9 for the sexy suckers. Sexy suckers. Yeah. 6.9. For Jules. For Jules. And I know it's a little savage, but I think you can appreciate a classic for what it is, but not believe that it needs to be super highly rated as a horror film, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's true. And honestly, so a little BTS action for you. That's kind of where I had to like have a moment because we just did our last Hot Takes episode. Mm-hmm. That had me thinking about how you guys are perceiving this list and how things are going. And I texted Adam because this movie was actually going to be later on. Mm-hmm. In our next film, and I hadn't, I hadn't. Adam seen has it. not yeah. seen it, so it wasn't fair to Adam. And our our next film is objectively, well, I can't say that it's like way more artistic, but it is a great, way more conceptually unique. Yes, yeah. a great horror film. And so I texted Adam. I was like, I think we've got to bump up the Lost Boys. <laughs> I think we just get that one out of the way. That said, and because we're still smoothing everything out, but I did kind of have to come to terms and realize, like, okay, just because it is a fun movie and it's, but we are at the end of the the day reviewing horror films yeah so what makes a good horror film what is that line so anyways for sure no i i completely agree um and i think that you know like i want us to be able to include classics too Mm -hmm. because just this might be more subjective but like even story-wise like films that are made today are going to have a much easier time to showcase their story than films made in like the freaking 20s. Yeah. Definitely. And so, and there are some classics that are, you know, 20s through the 60s even for horror. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that, you know, we had American Werewolf in our 50s and or in our 40s technically. Yeah. Uh, and then this one's in our, you know, 30s, 40s. Mm. So. Yep. It's tough, but we're growing. Yeah, we're growing. <laughs> 
Give us some grace. Grace. Chill factor. What is the chill factor? What do we think is the best part of this entire film? I bet we're both going to say, oh, I already know what you're going to say. Actually, I'm not. (laughs) You're not going to say soundtrack? I'm such an idiot because I should say the soundtrack because I've made it such a crazy claim about it. But just because it's my favorite soundtrack, I would still say that's not what makes me love the movie so much. I would say the stylistic direction of the film. I I think Joel Schumacher coming in and doing what he did I think he nailed that unique vision. Yep. That's my chill factor. I agree. Uh, Definitely the aesthetic of the film. I said 80s horror meets glamorous vampire meets weirdly sexual gang is a pretty gnarly mix. For sure. So I thought that was super fun. Mm -hmm. Final Rex. Final Rex. I said watch this lens with the appreciation for the production design, costume, and overall vibe of the film rather than the actual storyline. Yeah, I get that. I, yeah, you have to watch it knowing you're watching an 80s film. So with that, you can't expect modern effects or yeah. even dialogue at times like we talked about. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, give it a shot. If you want to see like, I would say like, if you're interested at all in seeing how the 80s could go in a more artistic direction with like a comedy horror, give it a shot. Because it yeah. is, I think it fits in that wheelhouse. Totally so. agree. I also added after this, um, where can I watch this? We had a few people ask. It'd be cool to know where we can watch this if we care to watch it. Yeah, just pirate it. Yeah, just pirate it. (laughs) No, so you can watch it with an HBO Max subscription, an Amazon Prime Video, or a Sling TV subscription. There you go. So boom. All right. Well, technically we've already given a riddle for this next movie because we thought it was going to be the next movie. That's true. I have one ready to go if we need to. Yeah, I say we do it. Okay. This just gives you guys extra. I guess we should, should we wrap up first? So that wraps up this episode. Oh yeah, my bad. <laughs> no, you're good. We're just going to do the riddle and close off. Yeah. Okay. See you guys. All right. Bye. Um, well, yeah, like Adam just started to say, <laughs> uh, that wraps up this episode of Chamber of Chills. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our discussion about this classic 1980s vampire film. As always, you can stay connected with us on social media by following at the Chamber of Chills. We're on Instagram and TikTok. That's it, right? Yeah. I should have this down pat. No, we have Instagram. Yeah, 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 it's just Instagram and TikTok. Instagram and TikTok, um, which speaking of, we're finally, we're tying up the videos. They're about to come out on TikTok. So make sure to, wow. Nope. Make sure to catch our bite. (laughs) Make sure to block us on all social media. Uh, Make sure to catch our bite-sized horror content there. And as always, we would love to hear from you guys. Um, So if you have any hot takes or thoughts on the film, maybe what you loved or hated or you found downright chilling, you could drop us a DM or email us your comments, which, what is our email again? This is my first day. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. (laughs) Podcast at the chamber of chills.com. For sure. We're gearing up for another special segment at the end of the next 10 films, and we want your input to make it spooktacular. Mm -hmm. Once again, thank you for tuning in. I'm Cameron. And I'm Adam. And I'm still going to do the riddle. So it sounds like I'm just freaking butchering this crap. No, hey, it's okay. All right. Kick it off. In black and white, a tale unfolds, a tower tall where madness molds. Two keepers trapped, their minds amaze, storms outside, but darker grays. Seagulls squawk and mermaids wail, a light that flickers, sanity frail. Axes swing in shadows. What the frick did I do here? Something is not in here right. Is this still the riddle? Still the riddle? (laughs) Um, Like, wow, this is wild. A pact with Neptune, secrets to keep. There's like all of a sudden just a bunch of like, it looks like freaking coding. Oh, hieroglyphics. 
I guess so. Yeah, that's part of the riddle. So, uh, anyways, I'm done with this freaking outro. <laughs> Do you remember when I just straight butchered the freaking Gosh. intro? All that's a freaking say. Hey. I'm Cameron. And I'm Adam. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the Chamber of Chills. Death by stereo.